Eckstein, Spike O'Neill, Mr. 50% tax rates on everything. <laughs> oh Isn't that right, Spike? That's what you were telling me in the pre-show meeting? Uh, if you want to make America great again, Jack Stein, you've got to go back to a day when corporations paid their fair share, when billionaires could live on I'm just 10% you, of what they earned. I'm telling you, Spike, You people start <laughs> talking about taxes Americans, by nature, it doesn't matter where you are, you start talking about taxes as a politician, as a, as a county executive, as a radio host. People don't like it. And I don't think that they should. I mean, if you look at some of the states out there, Spike, I mean, some states have insane income tax rates. Yes, they do. And they are miserable places to live. Let's take the fine state of California. Do you know how much the income tax is in the fine state of California? Is it like 13 or something? 13%. Yeah, yeah. 13%. You know what it is in Washington, Jack Stein? (laughs) (laughs) That's a big goose egg, yeah. (laughs) That's right. My my whole thing with when I hear people talk about taxes and when I have to listen to people say or when I when Dow Constantine says, well, we got to do this with the taxes. We got to increase property taxes. I, the libertarian in me, it just gets ramped up to 10. And I just say no. I just say no. You have you have funding mechanisms already. You have to divert funds and move them around. I'm sorry. The, 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 the rate at which Americans are taxed is ridiculous. And, and I know that people like to point to Scandinavian countries where people are taxed at 40 or 50 percent and they go, look at how happy those people are. I don't want to pay forty five dollars for a haircut. Well, 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 I don't. Ho- ho- hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's 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 look at that onion and peel that for just a second. OK. Would you pay forty five percent taxes of every penny you earn if all your college was free if no. all your if all your health care was free and if no. your streets were policed to a point where you felt safe? No. Seriously? No. 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 <laughs> no. Do you do you no. realize do you no. realize that with the, the tax rate we currently pay in yeah. addition to what we pay for medical care, in addition to the amount of student debt that we carry, in addition to the property yeah. taxes we pay to to fund our police department probably adds up to pretty damn close to if not more than the 45% rate some countries in Europe pay. I'm not. I'm not saying. Well, okay, Spike. We're on the same page, but we're yeah, reading different. We're, both we're, we're, are. We both agree taxes. Our wait, taxes are too damn high. Wait, hold on. We're both on the same page, but we're reading different paragraphs. I'm not. If you want to tax, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, a major corporation, fine. I'm talking about individual citizens. I'm talking about people with property. I'm so talking am I. about people. That I'm saying don't tax those people. And, and I think I'll get. I'll outline it like this. Bernie Sanders, when he was running in 2016, he goes on the Joe Rogan podcast and or it might have been 2020. But anyway, he goes on the Joe Rogan podcast and he starts talking about universal health care and he starts talking about taxing derivatives at one third of one percent so that we could raise something like 17 billion dollars and that would pay for a certain amount of health care. Now, that would not cover the 52 billion dollars a year or however, however much it is required to cover everybody in the United States. But it would rec- it would um, cover all of the children in the United States easily. So if you want to come to me and you say, well, we should tax derivatives or speculative trading mm-hmm. on the stock market at one third of one percent. I'm fine with that. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. I'm talking about John's and Jane's and Brady's and Trevor's and Matt Butler's. I'm talking about those kinds of people, people who own property. If I own it. Why am I paying taxes on it, Spike? This is the thing that d- drives me up a wall. It's mine. 
I it's I I own it outright. Do I pay shoe taxes to walk around with the shoes? Oh, that's good. No. Let me write that down. Shoe tax. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Thank I you. I mean, if, if Jay Inslee shoe had his tax. way, we would be paying a shoe tax for every step that we take outside of our front door. And this is where, to me, I have to draw the line for people because I see how much people struggle already. And then you want to throw on top of that a 2%, a 3%, a 5% tax increase. And I say to myself, these people have the funding mechanisms. They're just choosing to divert it into pension funds because they made bad deals 30 years ago with unions or whatever it was to try to get people to work in the government. And now, I mean, look at how much money goes to pensions, Spike O'Neill. How much an unbelievable amount of money goes to people who don't work anymore, who previously worked for the government, and now they get sweet, sweet checks every month. That is not a sustainable system to have. Well, it's also it, it's also part of the system that was in place when you got these people to work for the government. Right. They weren't paid uh, the same. They could have made more money in the private sector. They took less in the government sector as a pay scale to earn a pension. That was part of the deal you made with them to go back after the fact and say you don't deserve for all the time you worked the pension sure. that you earned. That doesn't seem fair either. Uh, and, and listen, Jack, we're on the same page. We all pay as much taxes, if not more than we should be. And they're just mismanaging our funds. Yes. I mean, that's my how, point. Can, how can Dal, Dal Constantine say, we're going to have to cut public health, we're going to have to cut public safety, we're going to have to cut public services? Oh, but we may dig a tunnel and build a train station under the executive building <laughs> in the same breath. How about we not put something right. under the executive building and use that money to fund sheriffs and public yeah. health and public? Come on. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. Is, is he psychopathic? Is he, of, is he of two minds every time he leaves the house? <laughs> I, I, we we all pay too much taxes. I'm, right. I'm with I mean, you, man. Spike, that's like me saying, like, man, you know, I'm, I'm upside down in my mortgage. but I might uh, lose my house, but look at this telecaster I just bought. <laughs> this is awesome. Seriously, we wouldn't want you doing that. That's not right. healthy. And this right. guy is running the county. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> so when you have people out there who in, in one in one breath, they say to you, well, I really want to revisit property taxes. Womp, womp. We don't have enough money. And then <laughs> the next breath, they say, and we're going to have a sweet tunnel that the train can go through. Exactly. Come on. That's the, you that's know. the way that children think. No with, offense to Dow Constantine. It's nice one guy of those Amazon grab and go stores underneath of it so you don't have to bother going <laughs> to your wallet. You know whose taxes I want to revisit? Jeff Bezos' taxes. Sure. That's who sure. I want to revisit. Sure. I mean, well, uh, we could, I'm not we, really, uh, I'm not really, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Should we maybe, you know, Spike, we can get all heated about this until the end of time. Should we talk about something that's obviously much more important to uh, to everybody out there? That's obviously much more uh, something that will rip this country apart, something that will literally rip this country into. Uh, I'm, I'm scared, but curious. I'm Go. talking about I'm talking about the most contentious issue of our time, Spike O'Neill. I'm talking about something that potentially has the capacity to to tear away Matt Butler and you as friends. Separate friends and make them enemies. Please, please, please don't go down the rabbit hole of daylight savings time. I'm talking about daylight savings don't time. Do exactly don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. I'm talking about I'm oh, talking about the fact They're not ready, are, Jack Stein. This camera's are, not ready. There are human beings out there that believe that we should stay on daylight savings time and that every six months we should torture ourselves by changing our clocks and changing the way that we live our lives. By springing forward. I literally, Spike, I just got my sleep schedule down. 
It took me months. I just got it down. I've been I've been living well for the last two weeks. Matt Butler, do you know what I'm talking about? When your sleep schedule just gets dialed in and you're going to bed same time every night, waking up same time every morning. Hey, I'm still working on it, but I know it's okay. a goal. Life goals. It's an amazing feeling. I finally got it down. And now I go on my Northwest and I'm reading uh, from our good friend Ted that it's time to spring forward. And I go, well, what day is that? What day shall it be, Ted? And he says, it's going to be the 12th. The 12th, I've had two weeks of peace. And now you're going to take it away from me because Benjamin Franklin wanted some, you know what I mean? This is, this is insane. This is antiquated. We shouldn't do it anymore. We don't, not everybody lives on a farm anymore. We need to get rid of daylight savings time and we need to do away with it. I support the bipartisan effort that is currently in Congress to try to do away with this. This is what Americans need to get behind. We can stand together proud and defeat the daylight savings menace once and for all. You elitist. Elitist monster. <laughs> Why? Why? Some of us, some of us have so little in our life to look forward to, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> that that two times a year when we get to go reset every clock in our life. Oven. Do you want the sad microwave, music? car, clock, radio? They all get to re. Oh, what a day I'm going to have on Sunday the twelfth. What a day I've been looking forward to it for six months. Right. Since but, the last I mean- time I had to grab a clock and reset every damn clock in my house. I, Jack, I'm with you. I hate this. It is so stupid. Yes, it is worst. so le- not even last it's last century. It is so yesteryear. It is when we needed time to get the crop in. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah. it's just like it's just like I hate to say it, but the the eight nine month school year, so the kids can be home to work the field. No Bad. kids even work their own field anymore. No kids mow their own lawn anymore. <laughs> we don't need kids to work the field. We I know. Need, we you... need year-round education with with uh, quarterly, uh, sizable breaks to yes. reconnect to family and recharge our batteries, but not enough time to forget everything you learned last year and spend the first month re-educating, re-giving you the 10th grade all over again. I actually, um, I had a friend of mine, Spike, and she went to, uh, I forget what the name of the school, what, it was a different kind of a, of a, it was a private school, but they had scholarships to go to it. And the Ooh. way that they, the way that they did it is you did it on the, the college system. You did it on the quarter system. Okay. So it was, it was year round. Uh, and now normally in college, most people take the summer semester off. Right. But at, at this particular one, so they did it. So you were in classes for eight weeks or 12 weeks, and then you got, Two weeks or three weeks off. Exactly right. How and then should you went be done. right back into Absolutely. it. Right. It, was, it was ten and three, ten and three, ten and three, ten and three. Right. Yeah. And and she was she enjoyed it to no end. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, whereas in me high going school, to public school, huh? yeah. Whereas me in in going to public school, it was it was like, you know, as soon as uh, June fifth came around, it was everything that I had learned just went right out the window. And, you know and, I mean? and you're not alone, man. You're not alone. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the, the antiquated school calendar sets kids up to fail once they get into the real world. Yes. Where, whereas yeah, 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 a, yeah. a system like your friend got to go to at her private school of a, of a quarterly year round process where you have a sizable chunk and you never stop the learning motion forward. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- that, that was such a better way to look at things. And the way that we're behind globally in education I think it's a, it's a daylight savings time is that's your the camels what's the, the nose under the tent is that what yeah, they say right that's the, that's the start is the daylight savings time if we can get if we can get over this one if we can get past the antiquated daylight savings screwing your clock over twice a year and your <laughs> I mean I'm not talking about the clock on my car radio which I never I just put black tape over it and stop yeah. trying to fix it I'm talking about your your internal clock your it, it just throws people an unnecessary 
curveball twice a year. And if we if we can just do daylight savings time, maybe then we can tackle this antiquated school calendar. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evidence out there that also suggests that daylight savings time is actually harmful to children because they uh, most uh, adolescents, the brain does not fully turn on and start functioning until about 9 a.m. Right. And so what we do is we take these kids who are already sleep deprived and we get them to go to school at what seven fifty in the morning. Brady, you've, you're the most, you're the youngest one here. You're 50. kind of supervising today. Is he got, Trevor? Can you uh, get some cans on Brady? Yeah, I was about to make fun of Brady. I need yeah, we, Brady we, we don't want him to miss this. This is going to be comedy gold. So, so uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, I need- Brady's got a really big head. He's got to get the cans over it. <laughs> Brady, are you with us? All right, I'm with you now. What are we doing? Brady, what age, uh, uh, when do high schoolers go to school now, being 15 years old? Like what time of the day? Yeah, what time yes, of the clock? Yeah, Normally, good, Brady. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brady. That's all I needed you for. You go, go, go back to sipping your, <laughs> sipping your coffee. And, hey. I mean, Tre- Trevor's got him a plate of muffins in there. I don't know where they got these things. I am actively out. working back here. I'll you're have su- you know. You're supervising. You're supervising. I get it. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, so there's a lot of information out there that says that you know waking kids up is, is not good for them. And, and, and having them go to school before 9 a.m. is not good for them. Right. It's uh, mountains of it. And everybody ignores it. And so we, we wake kids up. We shock them awake at 6 o'clock in the morning to get ready to go to school by 7.50. So they can have and- pre-calc at 7.45 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they're getting, right. they're getting every drop of that knowledge, people. Right. Hey, and speaking of, by the way, uh, of uh, things that I agree with in terms of bipartisan legislation that uh, I think that everybody can get behind, the White House has decided to back a bill that would give it the power to ban TikTok nationwide. <sighs> this is something that I've cared about for, I want to say, two years. This is an issue Good that's for very you. important to me. Oh. TikTok is, if you haven't heard one of my previous rants about this, I will give you the abbreviated version. TikTok is basically Chinese spyware that uh, people put onto their phones that sends an inordinate amount of personal information back to the servers that are located in China. is a very short way of saying that. So normally when you log into a website, it has between, Spike, you went to school for this, it has between like 10 and 20 trackers, right, in terms of... Your geolocation, possibly age, other identifiers like that. Uh, TikTok has over 200 trackers, key readers, you know, like uh, the, the the virus that you can get on your computer that detects the, the, you. Uh, every stroke uh, of your keyboard. Every logged, So TikTok, TikTok has that. It is the uh, above and beyond the worst app that we could possibly have in the United States, being that it's so closely tied to the CCP. And, it is, and, and yeah, keep in mind, Americans on average spend 57 minutes a day. Right. On, yeah. t- um, on average, not just the kids, people. That's right. that's the kids' high numbers in our every American an hour. We're throwing away an hour a day down this rabbit hole. Uh, we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth saying again, Spike. The TikTok that we get in the United States is not the same as the TikTok that they get in China. In China, they get uh, uh, lost in the beauty of algebra and quantum mechanics and the uh, the anatomy of panda bears, and in the United States. We get uh, scantily clad women. We get people fighting. We get people with uh, we get, inordinate we get, amounts of we wealth. We get gun porn. We get gun porn. So in my mind, this is something that is akin to what we could call a PSYOP. This is a an operation that's been perpetrated on us by the CCP. I wholeheartedly agree with the idea that Joe Biden should ban this nationwide. It should have never been introduced to the American people 
It is a awful app. And don't take my word for it. You can go read about this, educate yourself, and find out why you should not have this on your phone. Now, you might be saying to me, Spike O'Neill, you might be saying, but my kid, my kid loves TikTok. They, they, they have all their friends on TikTok. I think that this might be a good time for you to sit down with your kids and explain to them uh, what is it? <laughs> How espionage works. <laughs> espionage. <laughs> How espionage. The, the Dr. Seuss Guide to Espionage. You might want to explain to them why the CCP is attempting to poison their little brains with a fiction, with a reality that, that is not real, and maybe encourage them to, to be a little bit more uh, uh, conscious in their media consumption. Right? Well, well I, I, I hate to give credit where I hate to give credit to. But when someone like Christy Nome, governor of South Dakota, yes. says, I am not letting any more state official you know, phones have TikTok or computers have TikTok. And now 22 states have followed to ban TikTok as an official platform for any state operated you know, social media thing. Um, just like you said, look what look what China gives their kids through TikTok and look what they're giving our kids through TikTok. If right. they were serving their kids a plate full of, you know, chicken and vegetables and giving our kids a plate full of gummy worms and whipped cream, you know, <laughs> who's got, you know, if they're giving us the garbage, that's your yeah. sign right there that this is not in our best interest. I agree. Uh, much like much like daily savings time to wrap it back around. Look at your dog. Your dog doesn't take it's an hour later. You got to wait. For dinner, <laughs> no. your dog sitting there looking like, "What is your problem?" It is five o'clock. My stomach says now. That yeah. We don't need the government telling us what time it is. We know what time it is. Lose daylight savings time. Lose TikTok. Very based indeed. And speaking of cringer based, when we get back, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, wants businesses to do something that is. Uh, I, I got. I got to hold my opinion on this, Mike. I got to hold it. We'll uh, take I'm, a really I'm, quick I'm, break. I'm, I'm intrigued. We'll be right back right after this. There's been a question that has plagued all of mankind for nigh on centuries. Is something cringe or is something based? Today, we try to figure that out together with Spike O'Neill. So um, we're going to do a little bit differently today. Matt Butler, you're going to be facilitating this game of cringe or based, where we try to determine whether or not something is good, based, or bad. Cringe. So, Matt, please. Take it away. All right. Appreciate the opportunity, Jack. So New York City Mayor Eric Adams, he's one of the more interesting politicians of the day, and he's really good at grabbing the headlines. Mm-hmm. Recently, he got some attention for making remarks about masking. But this is not a matter of COVID policy. In a radio interview, Mayor Adams called on New York City shoppers to lower their face masks when entering businesses as an effort to reduce retail crime. We are putting out a clear call to all of our shops. Uh, do not allow people to enter the store without taking off their face mask. And then once they're inside, they can continue to wear if they so, so desire to do so. But we need to use the technology we have available to identify those shoplifters and those who are committing serious crimes. So thefts in New York City are up significantly. Small businesses like your delis, your bodegas are suffering through this. Uh, This would contradict the COVID-era recommendations, but Adam's argument is that people often wearing masks are fearful of the police catching them, not fearful of the pandemic. Mm. So, Spike O'Neill, is this cringe or is this based? Now, which one's good again? Based. Okay, based. Thank you. I'm old. Um, This is very base. Wow. I think this is very, very base because the mayor said, if you are still concerned about COVID safety, 
you can re- resume wearing your mask when you come in the store, but everyone is going to be identified. Mm-hmm. Uh, given that he said, given the technology that we have these days, if he was aware of how many of those cameras weren't working in bodegas, he might be a little, <laughs> he might be alarmed at the number of really people who haven't just, they just bought a camera and stuck it to the wall without anything inside. Yeah. But, but I think he's, I mean, the numbers bear out. He's right. People have become bandits in these masks. You know, first for public safety, but then for anonymity, and they have become emboldened to, to commit more and more shoplifting crimes. On these smaller stores, it's not like, and I'm not for shoplifting in any way, shape, or form, but you mm-hmm. have stores like the Home Depot, like Target, wherever, like Walmart in Portland, who's closing their doors. That's another story altogether. But they can afford to take a loss in shoplifting. It's built into their profit model. Little stores like this, they don't have that luxury. I'm just surprised that, in today's society that there, okay let me try to figure out how to say this there are criminals out there who have figured out that they can use people's fear around a virus that's basically been gone for the last two years to to go into a business and steal from that business right that's what that's, it is that's pretty amazing how adaptive human beings have become in so many ways spike that like these, these oh, individuals have figured out that never, psychologically never underestimate the criminal mind dude Right. So, but like psychologically, if let's, if I walk into a bank and I've got, you know, like it's 1868 and if I've got one of those bandanas, bandanas my house, right, nobody move. <laughs> I'm going right. to open me a checking and savings account. So, but if I walk into an establishment now with something that's basically the same thing, everybody thinks it's totally normal. We've so come down to it. Did I ever tell you about the time that, so this is right at the height of COVID and I got, did I ever tell you about when I got, I got accosted by a staff at Trader Joe's? No. Okay. So, uh, this is right at the height of COVID-19 and for whatever reason, and this is when everybody had to wear a mask everywhere that they, everywhere that they went. So I, I walk into Trader Joe's and I have my mask on. Now, just to be totally transparent about this, I wore the same mask every day for two years and I never washed it, never not one time. I, I just out of pure spite. At this point in time, that thing probably like has things growing in it. Do you right. know what I mean? it, 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 could, it could run in the store for you <laughs> yes, while you could. kept it the motor running. <laughs> yeah. Right. I could teach it to play fetch at this point in time and it could probably do it. <laughs> So for whatever reason, I I walk in and I think to myself, time to take the mask off. I don't know why. I think it was just like a a slip of the mind, right? So I I walk in and I take the mask off. And then the staff of this Trader Joe's instantly springs into action. And they instantly surround me in kind of a... uh, Oh, human barricade, yeah. Yeah, like remember Hands Across America? Yeah. They instantly do do that to me. They do a Ronald Reagan Hands Across America to me, preventing me from moving. I can't go left, I can't go right, I can't go forward, I can't go back. And they are... There's just this cacophony of, sir, sir, put the mask on. Sir, put the mask on. sir. And I'm like, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I freaked out. I had a full meltdown. And so I put the... Put the mask back on. I go, oh, I am so sorry. I completely forgot. And the manager comes up to me and he says, I'm so sorry. We didn't mean to be so aggressive with it, but we keep having people coming in and shopping without masks and they're filming themselves and trying to put it on YouTube or Facebook. Right. And so we're really wary of it at this point in time. So do you remember those days, Spike, when when things were at such a fever pitch to use a, a poorly phrase no it's it's a a nice turn of a phrase safe distance you're fine not too soon right okay uh so the the things were at such a heightened level 
that human beings were willing to block other human beings physically with their body to because you were considered to be a, like a biohazard. And then at the same time, there were human beings that thought, I'm going to film myself buying bananas and Japanese potatoes without a mask in an attempt to stick it to Trader Joe's, which has nothing to do with the mask regulations. It was psychotic, Spike, for like two years. People were losing their minds collectively. And I don't think that we've really recovered from it as a society culturally. And I think that this story is a perfect example of this, where Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, has to tell people who want to be, quote unquote, safe from COVID-19 by wearing a mask. We could argue about that later, that they have to remove it before they enter a business so that they can be scanned by the camera and then they can go in and they can shop because crime rates are so high. Well, we've always been governed by laws that protect us from the worst among us. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of always the way it is. You know, most of us don't need the speed limit laws or the drunk driving laws, but they're there to protect us from those folks who would dis, dismiss those laws and abuse the system. So that part's nothing new. I'm with you there. I, I have, I've had the exact experience you've had in COVID with people physically barring your, your entry into a business. Mine was though because I just forgot to put my mask on. And this was very early on when we didn't have the benefit of hindsight, when we had a disease that was globally killing millions including here at home, folks, when 2,000-plus people were dying a day, when hospitals were overrun, when we had fear, we just didn't know, fear of ignorance of what this virus was and what it could potentially do. I've had a completely flipped experience, though. Uh, During 2020, my daughter was living in New York City, and she had lost her job to COVID, and one by one, her roommates had moved out, and she went as far as she could on the government's very fat initial unemployment payments. But when they stopped, like it was the extra $600 per week, they yeah. were giving members in that initial blasto cash. Um, when that money was no longer available, she couldn't afford to keep the five-bedroom loft she had in in Bushwick any longer. And I had to help my daughter move from Seattle, or excuse me, from New York back to Seattle. I flew to New York and I drove my daughter home with her from New York City with everything wow. she owned in her car. So we're driving across America, and it's this is this is July August of 2020, the height of COVID. Right. As I'm driving across the the middle of the country, I've got my, you know, I'm not wearing my mask in my car with my daughter. I'm not that guy. I don't wear underwear in the shower. I, you know, (laughs) you're not a never nude. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not a never nude. Um, But I would go into a store in whether it would be, you know, Iowa, whether it would be Nebraska, whether it would be Montana. um, That was the worst. Or Idaho was the worst. I'd wear a mask into a store and I would be looked at and I'd be the only guy in there wearing a mask. Yeah. And I'd be looked at it like I came to specifically rob the joint. <laughs> I mean, the side eye, the stink eye, the sore, the following through the store I would get because I had a mask on because the, it was it was summer of twenty. It was I mean it, we were divided so so surgically. Yeah, from from our points of view and what we what we believed, what we were being told, the faith we had, and what we were being told. Uh, you're right, we're not back yet. We're not. Spike, I feel like I've said nothing. I feel like I've gotten paid this last hour to, to like sit in front of my microphone and just agree with everybody. That's the beauty of <laughs> that's the beauty of the Cairo newsroom. Yeah. We have these reporters who go out and spend hours and days and weeks digging yeah. into these stories so they can bring us the facts. We can just, you know, ask about this element. That element give our stupid opinions. I'll give my stupid opinion. I'm yeah, gonna drag it down into my world. But I swear <laughs> that's my tie. I swear that's my tie.
All right. So uh, we're talking about, uh, uh, what is this? The church and the state. And yeah, I'm of yeah. two minds about this particular story. Are Dave you? Ross wrote a, yeah, I'm of two minds. Well, not really. I'm of one mind about it. But Dave Ross wrote a commentary this morning. He gave a commentary this morning about uh, the Supreme Court on Monday, decided to not hear arguments about a government-sponsored prayer vigil. The prayer vigil took place in Florida back in 2014. So we're now arguing cases that are, what, almost a almost, decade yeah, old. Almost at, nine at years old, yeah. It was organized by, uh, what is this, Ocala, I think is Ocala, the best way to say it? Ocala, Ocala, yeah. Ocala city officials in response to a series of drive-by shootings. Not only did the uh, police chief sign a letter encouraging residents to attend the vigil, but the event was led by two chaplains in police uniform. And so a couple of atheists sued, saying the event amounted to an establishment of religion. This is where atheists get incredibly annoying to me. When you have uh, officers or any individual or any institution whatsoever, which is trying to do something nice for their community, and then the atheists have to come in and they go, but actually you're using state money, you're using tax dollars, and that's the establishment of religion. This is so unbelievably annoying. I support their right to sue. I think that it is a – I think it's a gross way to go about trying to have this discussion. You're suing people officers of the law for trying to remember victims of drive-by shootings that's not a good look atheists that's a bad look that makes you look like the baddies that makes you look like the bad guys when the police and the city officials are saying let's come together as a community and and, pray. and, and join and, and, and pray right and join in oh. prayer and love for our fellow man and you have to you have to push your glasses up up to your the bridge of your nose and say well actually that's state money and that shouldn't be done because that's the establishment of religion well, were they con- were they converting people were they were they baptizing people right there was uh, were they were they, or were they praising our lord and savior jesus christ and telling people to come into the light or were they just saying let us as a community join together and and pray together what nasty people these atheists are. And I, I got a lot Jack, of atheist friends. Jack. I'm not saying I'm not saying all atheists. I'm not saying all atheists. These two that sued, they're the nasty the, atheists. These, just being these clear. Indivi- right, just to be clear. <laughs> these individuals that decided to sue, this is the, the worst part of atheism in so many ways. You know, where I, you are, I, I, yeah, I, go I got to disagree, man. I got to push back. You know, How dare you? Well, you know, <laughs> they're free to have a prayer vigil all, all the live long day. And I encourage their belief in their faith. I hope that it brings them the kind of solace and, and peace of yeah. their soul that, that they need to have, especially in a moment in a community that's been riddled with drive-by shootings. Okay. But, but you cannot, you cannot use the, the my taxpayer money to support your religious beliefs. So, you know, what, they're going to see Shiva. For, for dead officers from a Jewish perspective, they're going to have, uh, put the prayer rugs out for the, for the Muslim faith community. You bet your bottom dollar that wouldn't be championed by the local police force, especially if they were people of Christian faith. You can't, to, to promote one is to exclude all others when you're talking about using federal funding. You know, it, 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 it puts, okay. it puts us on uneven playing field. Let, on let uneven me give you a hypothetical. Let okay. me give you a hypothetical. Let us just say that there is a, a Jewish officer who is slain in the, in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And these, let's let's say it was in Ocala, uh, Florida. I don't believe and, they allow Jewish officers in Ocala. Uh, but I, I digress. <laughs> I, I'm, that's so that, bad. That's the, next, that's the next step, okay, Jack so, Stein. But, but let's just say that then they say, they say, let us have a, 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 
a service in in a, 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 a non denominational service of faith. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying non denominational. Okay. I'm saying let's say let, let's have a Jewish okay. service for this slain officer, okay. and we'll have a vigil in quotation marks for this slain officer. Would you be for that or would you be against that? Even uh, though it's not a Christian, would uh, you be for it or against it? Uh, you know, I'd be I'd be against using the federal funding to do that. I, I I'd be I'd be uh, open minded and welcoming of any service of faith. That people want to attend, but you can't use the public funds to do that. There's there's clear separation in the Constitution. I know sure. it's I know it makes atheists look like just tools when you sue somebody for for trying to have their faith. Right. But that's a dangerous place to be. I'm not for school prayer. If you want to have school prayer, go to a school, a private school that's a, a faith based school, and have school prayer. I think it is demeaning to a kid of a different religious belief to have to sit in class and not say anything and be looked at by the other kids in their class when they're not the ones praying to God. Sure, and I I agree with you on that in that setting, but in this setting, it is a voluntary event where people can go. No one was required to go. It was put on by the by the police department. By Christian members of the police department, which I see nothing wrong with it whatsoever. No. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And again, had it been a had it been a baptism, I might then object. Had it been an actual service of or communion, right. Taking communion, right? No, I hear you. Right. You're right. I would I would object to it. Yeah. But because it was just a, it was a community event that just so happened to be. Uh, led by yeah. two chaplains, I say this is this is like where atheists just get annoying to me. Let me let you me ask. I, mean? I know we're up against the clock, but are you surprised the Supreme Court decided not to hear it? Given this particular I Supreme very, Court, yeah, yeah, I'm very. They should have heard it. I agree with Dave Ross 100 yeah. on this. They should have heard it. They should have argued it. They should have had it because you know I'm not the end all be all on this, right? Like, no, no, I mean, nor am I, buddy. And, right. and that's why we have Supreme Court people who are learned in our constitutional law, not so much learned in their faith, although something they seems to be more so that. That, but learn it in our constitutional law to see if this is an appropriate thing or not. They should have had the courage to take the case, but no, they like shadow docketing things.